Music show of your favorite pop stars. What's good, everybody? We're back with another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars. And of course, we scour the internet and find less known facts about some of the legends, big names, mega stars, or what I like to say. Some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And of course, let's see if you know as much as you think you know about your favorite icons in music. I'm your host, TJ Reed, and today I got with me in the studio my compadre, <laughs> who goes by the name of Yoon Chi. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, comrade TJ? <laughs> you got a national gym for us today? Yes, I've got this musician that I used to play his song on the street when I was busking in the UK. So oh, wow. he helped me to make some money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, sounds good. All right. And of course, I got an iconic soul brother that I would like to introduce today. You may brother. not you may not know his name, but mm. you've definitely heard some of his music. And he's he's well known all over the world. I grew up listening to him and I love trying attempting his songs in the ktv joint so yeah sounds like tj is gonna do us some karaoke today (laughs) i don't know if i can pull it off but hey we'll see what happens right so let's get right to it let's get started with fact number one according to the national and this is a uae digital news platform this artist was born in uh, Tuskegee, Alabama, which is a famous city uh, notable for uh, Booker T. Washington, for the accent. Um, civil rights activists, Rosa Parks. So a very historical city in the U.S. Um, he was actually a tennis player before anything else, mm. earning himself a sports scholarship at the Tuskegee Institute. And he graduated with a degree in economics so no music at all he was actually a um an athlete so this star had an opportunity to become a priest in the church and he actually started the the you know the path of becoming a priest but decided that he was not quote priest material so he decided (laughs) to give up on that and that's really interesting that um, it seemed like this this person had some big life choices to make. He had an opportunity in sports, which, I mean, I think tennis is pretty right. awesome, right? And but he decided to um, possibly become, or get involved in the church, which is something that's also not unusual. But becoming a priest, I think that that entails a lot of commitment. And I was thinking that. Yeah, yeah, it's very different. And I think that um, giving that up was is also a really big life choice. And he, you said that he was already on the path mm. of becoming a priest. Yeah. And I actually don't know Christianity that much. So, TJ, what do you think was the reason that for him to give up being a priest? I, you know, it's, I think you, it's really hard to do um, music, especially today, especially things that are going to resonate with people and it's going to be a big hit and be a, a, a sensation in music. If that's something that you want, it's really hard to do it in the, in the church mm. because obviously the image and the message of the church is quite contradictory to p- the pop culture and what people want to hear and so and you always hear uh stars that start in the church and sometimes their music goes 
way to the other extreme where mm. you know and so it's like they have been suppressing their right. urges <laughs> yes and in the you know obviously in religion it, it's a path of discipline of restraint and getting a handle on those urges you know it's a lifelong fight and so if you're in the world of music i mean that would be kind of hard music for people to to listen to oh so it's like he gave up the path to priest because he wanted to pursue like a pop culture a pop music yeah well I, again i i'm I, i'm not this person so i don't know yeah, his exact reasoning behind it but I would imagine that you, you, it's a crossroad. You know, you either have to take this path and become a big star and be, you know, loved by the world, or follow the path of divinity. But that's not all. Uh, moving on to fact number two, and this is according to Biography.com. He learned to play the piano by watching his grandmother, and um, he would watch and memorize the hand movements of his grandmother, uh, who was a classically trained uh, pianist. Uh, when he was younger, and he would learn to play by ear. And so, throughout his career, he had no formal music training or schooling. He couldn't read or write music. But he also had a hand in songwriting, which is a little bit different. And he co-wrote a global anthem that most people are aware of. He co-wrote uh, the benefit single "We Are the World" with Michael oh. Jackson. And the final version was ready only a few hours before the recording session,、mm. and the song sold more than 20 million copies. I grew up listening I, to that I, song. That's a super hit song. Yeah, even yeah. to now, it's because it's kind of like a resemblance of love. Yeah, and yeah. unity all over the world, and it's a kind of a, a catchphrase for this type of、uh, you know sentiment. But yeah, he wrote that. He was. I guess he had a hand in writing. Was he part of the singing part cast the as well? As well, but I、yeah. suppose they are like maybe over twenty. Yeah, there's a lot of stars. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna quickly go over through go through the list.、Now. But that's not all either. He also wrote a hit while he was in the bathroom, and this is according to、mm. actually a few sources: the National, the Biography. dot com, Wikipedia. So he wrote. Um, a hit song in the in the 1970s. It was a song for Kenny Rogers, his hit song "Lady," while he、mm. was in the bathroom, which is <laughs> so that's kind of interesting. A, to a toilet song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, more or less, man. So who says you can't be inspired on the toilet? I I think people get inspired. I mean, in terms of music, people、yeah. get inspired in the toilet in the bathroom yeah, all the time. Something about the bathroom. I don't know what it is.、Sometimes、it's because of the tiny space in the bathroom and、mm. the reson the resonance in the tiny area is、yeah. perfect, and you can hear. Without all this mixture, you can hear your voice so great. Yeah, it has that perfect reverb and that echo. Oh yeah,、you know? reverb. That's when the I'm in the shower. Sometimes I try to sing, and、I、yeah, sound, people sing. Sounds so good in the shower all the time. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, a lot of things come to you in that place, and yeah, for this guy, he wrote a hit. For a another big name in music, but I suppose he wasn't on the shower. He wasn't in the shower, right? He was on the toilet. It doesn't say. He says he, it says he was in a bathroom break. So I mean,、mm. I would imagine that if it's he's on a bathroom break, sounds like a shower song. Then it could possibly be a toilet song or a shower <laughs> song. Who knows? Let's move on. Fact number three, and this is according to Biography. dot com. He formed a band in college called. The Mystics,、mm. and that's for you know big fans out there. This might be a huge indicator. Might they might know who it is by this point? But he was the saxophonist 
and it was said that he had stage fright, which I think is kind of cool, kind of human. Most people that we hear about uh, who get famous in music, we never hear their struggles of performing in front of people. It's always just, you know, they were performing right out of the womb and they were singing when they were like two or three years old. Hey, you know, and that's like they never were afraid to get in front of people. That is a daunting feat to get in front of a lot of people and sing or play an instrument. And it's just, I don't know, for me at least, maybe it's because I'm not a musician. Yeah, I just I, think I'm, it's scary. I think if he's a, if I think if he's the saxophonist, mm. it's all right-ish because normally it's the singer, the lead singer, and the guitarist that's at the very front part, the the front section of the stage. Yeah, but if you mess up on a on a note as a, even as a saxophonist, doesn't I mean people will hear it right? Like, wow, that they need to fire that saxophonist, man. That guy is. Awful. Yeah, and I was thinking it's actually not very normal to for a band to have a saxophonist to have a saxophone. Mm. Well, band. it depends on the kind of band, right? I mean. So so this guy, they, he was convinced by his band members actually to switch to vocals. I'm not sure if that was because he was a terrible saxophonist. <laughs> Might have been. Not sure. But he was really shy. And so yeah. for him to make that move was really tough. And that's also something that's a little bit unusual considering this person is a big star that they were shy. So a little bit more about this fact, this band wasn't supposed to be serious. The group was formed in college and was created as a way for its members to kill time. And also, mm -hmm. of course, to meet the ladies. <laughs> I, I think that's a huge motivation behind a lot of musicians, especially... Um... Isn't it for everybody? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've already shared that in a previous episode, right? <laughs> no, I think that's a bit of a misinterpretation. <laughs> Misint okay. <laughs> and your basketball background too, right? Both of them, I do them out of love and a passion. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> for well, ladies. For sure. <laughs> Well, also, a little bit more here. He dropped out of university when the band became uh, a big hit or be it became serious. And he quit college in the second semester of his senior year uh, to pursue music full time. And so it, it also mentions yeah, his dad was pissed, which <laughs> makes sense. Again, mm. parents, they want their kids to finish school in case this music thing doesn't pan out, which a it, lot of times it doesn't. I think for the most time, because I... I Maybe one out of the ten hundred people who thought they might pursue a further path in, in music and yeah. dropped out of college, mm. one out of a hundred only succeeded. So there are ninety nine other stories that ended up in failure. That's so, right. So the parents just want them to have a safety net. <laughs> Dad's got a point here, right? I sound like just like a parent. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing yeah. that he didn't sweat his son too much about. Giving Quitting. up music and going back to economics because I think he's got his kind of All his right. own ecosystem and probably knows economics better than most economists. According to Wikipedia, fact number four, he toured with the Jackson 5, the Ooh. legendary Jackson 5. And their support slot on that tour in the early uh, 1970s resulted in the band landing a record deal. So that mm. was the tour that did it, that kind of brought them into uh, stardom. Well, I, I wonder what was his role with Jackson 5? Mm. No, no, no. He was a support slot. So he was like, mm. you know, when the Jackson 5 goes on tour and performs, they have other bands that, you know, perform before or after or ah. something like that. 
So um, yeah, I think that maybe he performed just kind of around. Uh, so he guys. wasn't with Jackson Five. No. This source doesn't say he was part of the Jackson Five. It was just mm. kind of support. He might have sang maybe a, a background vocal or something. Yeah. possibly. I think ja- Jackson Five themselves is enough for all the <laughs> harmony. <laughs> well, yeah, I think they're kind of a yeah. one-stop shop when it comes to that. Right. But um, there was a song that was written in 1981. Um, the title was from the same name of a movie that was released around that time. And the artist that we're talking about today, he collaborated with the famous Diana Ross. And it was a duet. And it was an international success. And that song was covered by a lot of people, including Luther Vandross, Mariah Carey, and Shania Twain. Mm. Very popular song. I'm not going to give the title because that would just give the, any title from this musician is going to give it away. So is I'm going to hold it. I'm going to hold it until the end. Yes. Also, <laughs> moving on here, his music was a oh this should interest you Yun Chi. His music hmm. was used as a teaching aid. After a guest appearance on Chinese Idol, fans told this singer that a handful of his songs were used in their curriculum to learn English. In the Chinese curriculum. Yes, that's interesting. And this is, yeah, really, when I read this, I was just like, oh, wow. Okay, so he made an appearance on Chinese Idol or on one of these shows for, you know, for singing. So, yeah, kind of cool that his music, I mean, again, I did this in school. Uh, when I was teaching uh, English, I would find certain songs and had them sing it. But do you know which song, which English song is the most popular one for teaching English in China? Oh, which English song of his or just in general? In general. No, I don't. It's actually from Backstreet Boys. <laughs> really? <laughs> right. I don't know who you are. You know, do you know that song? As long as you love me, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's yeah, like yeah. A, some. The, I mean, the lyrics. It's it's kind of a clause. It's really cheesy. Yeah. I don't know who you are, <laughs> where you from. That's a good word to learn in English, right? I don't yeah, know who you are. Yeah, it's good word to remember the clauses. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. That's you learn something new every day, especially on pop muse, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on to fact number five, and this one is a. Uh, a little bit of a congested fact. Got a lot of stuff here. This is according to The National. Dancing on the ceiling shattered his marriage. And this was a really popular single that he made. Mm. And again, for fans out there, this Dancing is this is it. The they, they definitely got the, who this person is. It was during the video shoot for the 1986 songs that he met uh, one of the dancers, Diana Alexander, or Diane Alexander. And his affair with the dancer led to his divorce from his high school sweetheart wife. And that she didn't take that sitting down. She this um, you know, his wife was arrested on charges of corporal injury to a spouse, resisting arrest, trespassing, vandalism, battery, wow. and disturbing the peace. So she was really angry about distraught about this affair, and um, that might have been a little bit of injuries there. So obviously, these guys got divorced soon thereafter. So I won't be surprised. Yeah, dancing on the ceiling. I remember that song. It was at the time. It was probably the most expensive music video to produce at that time it was like close to half a million dollars in the 80s really using helicopter in the 
there were people suspended from a you know a, a certain place, and they were like dancing on a certain platform, and the camera was like underneath, so you could oh, see. Okay. So it was just it was just done in a way that required a lot of money. Yeah, so. it's probably all the pr- protection gears, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. So. Moving on, a little bit more about this fact. This singer was Nelson Mandela's stylist. Hmm. Yes. Nelson Mandela's stylist for the duration of his 1990 visit to the United States. And during one of Mandela's first visits there, uh, the South African president expressed that his music had been a great comfort to him while he was in jail. And it's reported that this made this star cry when he heard that, that his music was what this president listened to while That's he was in jail. That's so much honor. Yeah, I think so. I mean, his music can just... It's, it's amazing that you can create a work of art that can just transcend boundaries. And regardless of uh, nation, regardless of uh, status, it reaches someone's heart. And they tell you about it in person. I mean, I think that's, that's pretty yeah, awesome. Yeah, it keeps hope when someone's locked up in the cell. Oh, man. Unbelievable. It sounds like there's a lot of p- positive energy inside his music. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, and I almost said his name. And I'm, oh! <laughs> I almost said his name. I'm going to slow down. <laughs> All right. So we're going to look a little bit more here. Um, his name inspired one of the world's greatest football players, or in America, you would say soccer players. Mm. Messi's parents, both massive fans of this singer, named the FC Barcelona star after the singer. So, yes, if you know this football player. Messi. What's the full name of Messi? <laughs> <laughs> so you don't know his Lionel name. Lionel Messi? Oh. Or- <laughs> Lionel Messi, is it? <laughs> That's right. So, oh, yeah, okay. yeah. All right. I think that might have been it, folks. I think you okay. cheese. He he's on board now. All right, and we're gonna move on to my last, the last bit of this fact here. This singer is huge in the Arab world, uh, specifically in Iraq, where um, quote grown Iraqi men get misty-eyed by the mere mention of his name. And that's according to uh, John Berman for ABC News. And this was reported back in 2006. According to Berman's report, this singer was told that Iraqi civilians were playing one of his signature singles the night the U.S. tanks invaded Baghdad. And this was a way for them to express to the soldiers that, you know, we and, you know, we welcome you. Hmm. So that was also something that was I heard that and that was that was really interesting. This star has uh, performed um, in Egypt, uh, the UAE, Dubai, um, and Libya. He performed for Colonel Qaddafi. I mean, so I mean, he's a lot of people in this side of the world. Love D- his does music. the fact say why he was such a big figure in the Arab world? Ah, uh, it's it's hard to say. I, I I'm not sure his, why. The, the style of his music, maybe I suppose. the style of his music, his message, and obviously, I mean, if you hear his vocals, you you know that. I mean, he, the brother's got talent. I mean, he can yeah. sing really, really well. But this guy, this musician, he's not Arab, right? He's not. I mean, if you look at him a certain way, I mean, I guess you could see he could, he could kind of pass as an Arab. I mean, mm. if he wore if you if he if he wore the dress, you know, the style. Maybe fusion originates back. Like, <laughs> Maybe. The forefathers came from Arab. <laughs> no, no, but his look, you know, the way that he looks, he could pass as a lot of different people. Actually, he has this ubiquitous kind of look, you know. Interesting. But yeah, so that's pretty much all the facts that I have for you about this star. <laughs> so now, with everything mm. given. Yun Chi, 
if you had to guess who this person and you had a really really big fact that you just picked up on i, I know think, and i really think <laughs> that you know who it is and i Yes. So I think during the first few facts, I was going to say Michael Jackson, even though, <laughs> even though he wasn't part of Jackson 5. Uh-huh. But it's just the only clue that I had from the first few facts was <laughs> We Are the World. <laughs> okay. But I mentioned right. that Michael Jackson was there. So yeah. You know that, so it's, yeah. Not, it's not him. It's not him. But then, well, of course, it's uh, Messi. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know Messi. Right. And the only musician that I know. <laughs> With a first name, Lionel. Yeah. Is Lionel Ricky. Oh, you got it. Oh. Is it Lionel Ricky? <laughs> hey, where、oh, are the judges? Classic, folks. Where are the judges? Folks, oh, man. So, yeah, I, I, I should let this pass, but I'm going to hand it over to the judges and we're going to hear what the judges have to say about it.、Mm. Oh, you were so close. It's actually. Lionel Richie. <laughs> <laughs> Mispronunciation. Yeah, well, I couldn't let、yeah. that fly, man. You got to get it right.、Life's、Lionel Richie. Richie. He is an American pop singer, songwriter, and producer, most admired for his smooth and soulful love ballads of the 1970s and 80s.、Mm. He's a highly versatile musician, and he was able to perform. And skillfully blend multiple music styles with funk, soul, rhythm and blues, and country. He was notably a founding member of the legendary funk soul group called the Commodores back in the 70s and 80s. In his time as a solo artist, Richie sold more than 100 million albums, making him one of the best selling artists of all time. Love Lionel Richie. That is my, again, my KTV, my song room, my karaoke champion. And, and、uh, you gotta do one of, <laughs> one of his songs or several of his、I've、songs today. I've been alone with you inside my mind. And in my dreams, I've kissed your lips a thousand times. <laughs> I sometimes see you pass outside my door. Doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> Switch. Next one. Next one. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm good. So, today, that was just a preview of one of the songs that I had to share for you today. I got two from Lionel, and one of them is Hello, followed by All Night Long. Let's check it out. So much. 
in your hand And tell you time and time again How much I care Sometimes I feel my heart will overflow Hello I've just got to let you know Cause I wonder where you are And I wonder what you do Are you somewhere feeling lonely Or is someone loving you Tell me how to win your heart For I haven't got a clue But let me start by
And that was All Night Long by Lionel Richie. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, there's a kind of a little joke that go, that's going on about um, the song Hello. It's a beautiful the first song. One. Yeah. Love that song. One of my personal favorites from Lionel Richie. But some people have joked that it's the stalker anthem. <laughs> Is it because of the lyrics that he yeah, was Yeah, like, you what was know? the story? For me, I think the lyric sounds like it's about... Uh, the lover, uh, the guy passed away and he was looking down to a lady like, you're looking for me and I miss you. <laughs> but I'm not sure if that's the correct story. No, no. It's a guy that's, um, he sees a woman that he likes, that he's attracted to and he sees her every day, but she doesn't know him. And, and so this song is really his his feelings for her. Okay. You know, like, so you know, she doesn't been, know him. I've been alone with you inside my mind. Okay. That sounds a little bit, you know, creepy already. And in my dreams, I've kissed your lips a thousand times, right? Oh, that's why they they call it a creepy song. <laughs> right. Stalker I, song. And I wonder where you are, and I wonder what you're doing. Is someone loving you? And I'm going to hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So, yeah. yeah just, I mean, if you, if you go that way, it's actually kind of hilarious. But 
It's a slippery slope <laughs> between、uh, the greatest romance and being a stalker. It's yeah, one slippery slope. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> and the other song, "All Night Long." Apparently, this song is like loved all over the world. It's probably one of his biggest singles. And、uh, and again, in different countries, that's the song that's performed for a lot of world leaders and. You know, just different places. People really love that song. I thought it was a good song, but I mean, not. I don't think it was one of his best. I mean, there's a lot of others I think that were just as good, if not better. But sometimes it's just a, a certain vibe. There were some words uttered in that song that were actually made up. I mean, there was fiesta, which is Spanish, and then there was another、mm. word that I think that was、uh, Swahili. Uh, but I guess he didn't have time to hire a translator or someone to actually produce the, you know, the, the lyrics、right. in, a, in a foreign language. So he just made some words up, and so a lot of people didn't know what it was. They just thought it was like some kind of African language, but actually, it yeah,、wasn't. the people are just going to assume it's from another <laughs> language. Right, right. So that's kind of that's one of a it's kind of a spoof about that song that not not a lot of people know. <laughs> but anyway, Liunchi, who you got for、mm. us today? Oh, it's funny that you mentioned that you like to do. Lionel Richie's song in the karaoke because、mm. the musician that I'm presenting today, he's actually one of the most popular musicians, male musicians in Chinese karaoke. Oh, okay, right. all right. Sounds like we might get a short little、uh, demonstration from you, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he turns yeah, red. He turns red in the studio, folks. Yeah, remember <laughs> that I used to do his music in in the street, right? Yeah, yeah. But we're gonna start from this musician's childhood. All right. So fact number one: he wasn't born into a family with music environment, and he, actually, his father was an architecture, and his father actually. Encouraged him to pursue a degree、okay. in college in architecture, and、oh, for、course. the first two years he did study that. But、mm. then later he felt that music is the, his true love, <laughs> and later he switched to that's a promising career to just、music. walk away from. It, it sounds like that's the trend with these stars, man. It's like they have these sometimes. Sometimes they, I mean, they come from rough backgrounds too, but sometimes they have a path that's. Carved out for him. That sounds like it. I mean, architecture. That's that's money, man. And also, it's your, better. <laughs> your dad's in it too, so it's like you're gonna certainly be a success. And、uh, you know, obviously, the last guy, he was a tennis player, and he was quite good. He probably could have been a tennis, you know, professional.、It、makes more money. But they just walk away and just say, nope, nope. We're gonna, I'm gonna gamble it all on music. And luckily for these guys, it it pays off, right? It, yeah. So <laughs> the, I think he's also one of the hundred people that finally, eventually, became. Successful, <laughs> so he finished his degree in music.、Yeah. Despite his dad told him very seriously that he needs to pursue architecture and inherit his father's business、oh, as an engineer. Oh man, yeah, that lineage、uh, role. Yeah, and later he took part in a singing contest. And he... wait, did his dad kick him out? I mean, that's normally what happens too. Did he get kicked out of the house?、Uh, no, not really. I guess his father was okayish. <laughs> His father wasn't like so mad with him. I was waiting for it. I was like, "Man, he got kicked out of the house." I was like, "All <laughs> right, he joined the、uh, the、um, homeless club." <laughs> But he, so he won this first place in a singing contest, and he actually impressed many judges because that was actually back in 1995.、Mm-hmm. So one of the songs that he did, he sang without instrumental at all. Okay, so it was just a acapella, but just one person acapella. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah,、nice. so he was speaking publicly that he was born with a beautiful voice, and that's he、it. said it himself. Like I was born with a beautiful voice, baby. Ah,、uh, but <laughs> listen, but for the next part, 
and uh, he needs to thank his father for giving that uh, talent in him because he was born with that. So it's like a family gene. Well, his dad was an architect, so I mean, maybe he, he's, so he's thanking him for allowing him to pursue it. Maybe. Um, actually, he's th- he's thanking him for giving him the beautiful voice. I suppose if you're an architecture. On the construction side, you have to yell at like, people <laughs> to work yeah, harder, <laughs> and that's how you improve your vocal skills. <laughs> okay, wow, that connects. It connect. The story connects. <laughs> now it does. I mean, because before I was like trying to figure out the musical lineage, but yeah, yeah. now it. Now hey. I hear it. Hi, you better get back to work. To work. <laughs> So that was fact number one, and the next one is that he went studying overseas from China in UK at the age of twelve. Okay. Yeah, and speaking of his experience studying there, was actually being bullied by his classmates there. Yeah, that's something that. <sighs> yeah, by the time he got there, his big brother. Was already a kind of a big figure. Oh wait, so、school. his brother—he had a sibling, and his brother—they both were sent to the UK. Yeah, I think his brother w- was few. His brother is few years older than him. Yeah, and by the time he got there, he—I think he already finished his study in the high school. All right, but he has a very big reputation, and、uh, others for knocking out Brits that、uh, tease him. I, I,、yeah. I would guess so. It's not <laughs> confirmed, but I would guess so because other kids would respect this musician because they know his little brother of Jason. Oh, Jason! That's it, huh? Jason, Jason, Jason Voorhees, or Jason? Which Jason are we talking about? Yeah, Jason is his、uh, elder, his big brother's name. <laughs> That's a scary name in American culture. It's like, is it? Yeah, you better watch out. It's、his、because there's Jason. He's gonna come for you. <laughs> because it's the it's the guy from Mission Impossible, right? Not Jason Bourne. The, the guy from the horror flick, the guy that wears the hockey mask and he has a machete、okh. and cuts people's head off. And- <laughs> Oh, that's even <laughs> that's even more scary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's like, you better you better be nice to that guy. Oh, if you know Jason, Jason, be careful then. <laughs> yeah, but he eventually got bullied as a new guy, and he was stuffed into a glue barrel. A glue barrel. A glue barrel. I'm not even sure. I mean, my、um, uh, I know glue comes in small containers, but I've never seen a glue barrel.、Uh, I, yeah, I guess the material is not that important. But he was stuffed into a barrel,、uh-huh. and he had to wobble inside the barrel to make you fall, and then he could eventually crawl out of the barrel. Wow. So did he tell his brother, and then his brother came and started severing his. Even、right? even if he did, I don't think he would tell the public <laughs> that what ended up to those bullies. Oh man, that's insane! Yeah, you could always. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, that's crazy. I, mean, I don't know why things. Does that stuff happen in China? I mean, because in the West, I mean, in America and in the UK, apparently, and they're stuffing people in. Barrels. That's crazy. Yeah, I think the bullying incidents. Yeah, I think they are less. They're they are less popular. They're less common here in China. But I did get bullied as a very little kid when I was in kindergarten. Yeah, yeah, it was different, right? And one of my bro bullied me. Your brother, I'm like a very good friend. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, no brother, but like a very good friend. He was my good friend, but he also bullied Apparently me. Apparently, not a good friend. I mean, what do you mean he bullied、yeah. you? What does that mean?、Uh, I think he was just chasing me on the streets, trying to knock me down, knock you down, or knock you out. <laughs> Which one is it? <laughs> I guess I wasn't knocked out, but he was trying to knock me down. 
Okay. And beat me up sometimes. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a friend at all. Yeah, but I still I still hang out with him. I don't know I don't know what's wrong with me. Wow. Yeah. I guess seriously. the problem is on me then. <laughs> you love the abuse, huh? You're one of those, huh? I, I enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I didn't. No. <laughs> But whilst、well, so、that was the bullying experience of this musician,、mm. and the next fact is about his dressing style. In real life, this musician is actually a very low-key dresser. But on the stage, he would dress in all kinds of funny uniforms, and he once dressed as a poker card soldier. I don't even know what that is—a poker card soldier.、Uh, yeah, from Alice <laughs> Wonderland. I don't remember a poker card soldier in Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> It's a poker card、uh, character. Okay, yeah, like the king or a, a pawn, some <laughs> some character like that. I didn't watch.、Alice、so、Wonderland. a walking card deck because I saw that in Alice in Wonderland where there were just you know the、uh, I、okay. think they were working under the、uh, the Queen of Hearts and they、yes. were just walking around. That one, just a big card. With, Isn't、uh, that a soldier? I, I guess or a guard poker card. You said、yeah. poker, so I'm like,、oh, I'm not sure what the, what that is exactly. Okay, so you just call him a, a poker card guard. Okay,、yeah. so he walked on stage dressed as a card. <laughs> yes. All right. That's funny. Interesting. He, yeah, he actually once dressed as a zebra. Okay. So he was wearing a zebra,、oh, okay. and he also and he also dressed as a character from the Wizard of Oz, the, the Green Wizard. <laughs> And、okay. in one of his concerts, he dressed as a bride. Okay. Not a groom, but a bride. So he was wearing a dress and everything, huh? Yes. So it was. It was actually his wife. So, oh, I was gonna say he needs to fire his、uh, fashion <laughs> designer, but he said, <laughs> funny he that said you, it was what? Funny you mentioned that. His stylist is actually his wife. Yeah. Wow. Because、so、his, his, his wife would spend a lot of money in buying luxuries and other expensive stuff. Uh huh. So she has. Well, she must have missed all the fashion trends because it seems <laughs> like she, she just. <laughs> I think she thinks <laughs> that she. she Trying to sabotage、uh, his career. <laughs> yeah, but maybe she doesn't. <laughs> she she wanted these performances to be the worst possible, so she found the worst possible item that she could find and said, "Go、yeah. on stage and wear this." Yeah, I guess a good lesson is that、uh, hire professionals to do professional stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people judge. About his marriage with his wife <laughs> because of his for、music? one thing for, no for one thing <laughs> that his wife spends a lot of money and for second thing、uh-huh. and for the second thing is that his wife is not I guess for some people his wife is not pretty enough wow see that that's I think that's a low blow man yeah I mean, for everybody everybody's got their own taste their own flavor and <sighs> you and, know I mean and it's. And she's spending his money, and she's married to him. Yeah, but、like、you what? know what? When you get married, it's not his money anymore. Your、oh. his money becomes her money, right? Oh yeah, the, yeah, their their money. Yeah, yeah, forget my.、Right. Yeah, forgive my language. So she's spending their money and married to him. So what do these? So what's the position of these haters in their relationship? Right. Right.、So、and that's that's all it is. It's、yeah. just haters. I mean, I could understand. I mean, I think you can kind of understand a little bit where they're coming from. But also, I mean, fundamentally, when you get married, things change, and that's just what it is. I mean, you can't. I mean, of course, unless you get a prenup, then that's a little bit different. But you can't、uh, saying that someone's Wife isn't pretty enough. I mean, that's that's kind of that's kind of rough. It's completely none of their business. Yeah, it's kind of messed up. So shut up, you haters. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, no, no, no. let's take very- a look at your partner on a public stage, and we'll see how they look, right? <laughs>
Okay. Well, this episode is isn't about getting personal with the haters. So now let's move on to the very last fact. This fact is、okay. about uh, is actually about a game. All right. The League of Legends. Oh, L O L O L. I haven't played it, but、Laughing、it's super popular. Yeah, I have to say that、uh, I'm actually a gamer of Dota, so I'm supposed to be not friend with this game. <laughs> the, the rival, huh? <laughs> yeah, but. All right. This musician,、uh, just very recently, he sang the theme song for League of Legends、mm. in Mandarin. All right! Wow. wow! So for anyone that's a fan of him,、we'll、you will definitely know. Yeah, who, exactly who we're talking about right now. Yep. So that's the very last big fact. But I, I guess if you don't play League of Legends, you wouldn't know who this person <laughs> is. So it's all right, though. I think I might have a. At least、oh, I guess. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mentioned a few.、Um, so he studied in the UK. He studied in the UK. Okay. He was stuffed in a barrel. Stuffed in a barrel. A lot of people were. Yeah. <laughs>、um, and he seems like he's relatively young, right? Right. Okay. So there's, there's actually two guys that I'm thinking of, but I'm just gonna name one.、Um, what about? JJ Lin, JJ Lin. Wow,、yeah. that's a very interesting guess. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm gonna give the right to the judges. Okay. Hmm. Ah.、Oh, no. But it's a very good guess. Um. So the musician is. Eason Chan. Eason Chan. Yeah,、oh, Chen Yixun. Right.、Oh. Times Magazine called him the person that influenced Hong Kong music world, and he's also titled as one of the most successful post-millennial singer in Hong Kong. Oh man.、Right. Okay. Actually, a fun fact is during his 2012 world tour in London in the O2 Arena. I think this is supposed to be quite a famous arena. Okay. His tickets were sold out in 20 minutes, making, <laughs> and that made him the second fastest person in O2 Arena in terms of tickets selling <laughs> speed. Only somehow, after Michael Jackson. Somehow, I'm not surprised, man. I mean, <laughs> I, I've, I've been living in China for a few years, and when, around the、uh, Chinese New Year,、uh, I think sometimes tickets for certain certain venues or whatever can sell out. Immediately, and I've never experienced that in my life. So sometimes things can go really fast. Yeah, the only clue, the only, I guess, the only conclusion you can draw from this is that there are a lot of Cantonese and Chinese in London. Yes, that's. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's one. Right. Um. So today, and you got some songs you're gonna yeah, share, sure. right? Yeah,、uh, sure.、Uh, so I've got two very cool songs from for you. And the first one is called Salon. It's Salon. Salon, yes. Like the place where girls go to get their hair done. I think the literal meaning is actually where <laughs> get their hair done. But in the song, it's actually about a studio where people take pictures、uh-huh. and get the pictures print printed. Okay. Yeah, and that will be followed by a very Christmassy song. It's、okay. called Christmas Knot. All right. Let's check it out.
这感慨，世事变，有没有将你掩盖？只一刻，经典的偶遇已不在，尽量框住目前，大概留住温度。却堆满冷的感觉。
思念的忘记，霓虹扫过喧哗的街，把快乐赶得好远。落单的恋人最怕过节，只能独自庆祝，尽量喝醉。爱过的人没有一个留在身边，寂寞他陪我过夜。Merry Merry Christmas, Lonely Lonely Christmas， 想祝福不知该给谁，爱被我们打了死结。Lonely Lonely Christmas, Merry Merry Christmas， 写了卡。心碎的像街上的纸雪。落单的恋人最怕过节。只能独自庆祝，尽量喝醉。我爱过的人没有一个留在身边，寂寞他陪我过夜。Merry Merry Christmas, Lonely Lonely Christmas， 想祝福不知该给谁，爱被我们打了死结。Lonely, lonely Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas， 写了卡片能寄给谁？心碎的像街上的纸雪，电话不接，不要被人发现，我整夜都关在房间，狂欢的笑声听来像哀悼的音乐。眼眶的泪，温热冻结。望着电视里的无聊节目，瘫在沙发上，变成没知觉的植物。Merry Merry Christmas, Lonely Lonely Christmas， 想祝福不知该给谁，爱被我们打了死结。Lonely Lonely Christmas, Merry。And that was "So Long" and "Christmas Not" by Ethan Chan. Wouldn't say I gave off a Christmas vibe. A little bit more melancholic, kind of sad, but but pretty smooth overall. Yun Chi, thank you so much for sharing Ethan Chan with us. You are very welcome. All right, Christmas people. And I think that's going to wrap us for this episode of Pop Muse. Thank you so much for tuning in for everybody out there. And if you've got some stars that you think we should give you a trivia on. Be sure to let us know in the comment section or an email, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. You guys, take it easy. We'll see you next time. Yo, peace.